0: Hey everybody welcome to tech thought to show about tech advice a short how-to and why you should care this is season two episode two or as jade is going to pedantically remind me to call it uh, episode 11
1: pedantically no it just simply is episode 11 because based on the way podcasts list out their structure of episodes it would be 11 oh and um, I'm, I'm jade yeah hi uh, i'm the smart one
0: and i'm art i'm the cute one
1: <laughs> you're, so cute. you're so cute you're so actually very cute hmm. um I just, I just like watching your face do that it makes you very happy
0: We're keeping all of that. (laughs) Uh, Disclaimer goes here.
1: Disclaimer, we are both smart and cute.
0: So this is our second episode uh, in our little arc where uh, Jade reluctantly makes me shit on Apple with her. Um...
1: Oh, no, I I happily tell you to shit on Apple with me.
0: Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Yes, I structured that sentence wrong. I'm the one reluctantly shitting on Apple. Uh, (laughs) And you're making me. But anyway, uh, before we get to it, (laughs) we have to uh, plug our after show. Uh, We are live on our Instagram at Tech Thoughts Podcast uh, every Friday at 8 p.m. ET. And I hesitated because I was going to say 7 p.m., but that's literally never been our start time. So I don't know why I was going to do that or you can find us at our website which is finally <laughs>
1: uh it is techthoughts.gay that's techthoughts.gay i'm not spelling any of that this time you
0: should probably make it clear which kind of thoughts it is given the the nature of this podcast
1: well i mean if you look at our show after night it's thots <laughs> no um...
0: thoughts like the one in your brain not the one in your bed <laughs>
1: That's a shame. Anyway.
0: (laughs) So, as I've said before, and we'll probably say again, we are not necessarily like a current tech events podcast, uh, but sometimes current tech events are big enough and potentially transformative enough to the tech industry potentially transformative enough to the tech industry that it would seem irresponsible to not make an episode about them. So, uh, just like last episode, we spent a good chunk of time talking about Apple versus Epic. This episode is actually going to be based all around Apple's uh, announcement of Apple Silicon.
1: Yes, Apple invented their own metal. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Silicon's silicon's not... Silicon metal, whatever, it's not the point. Um, (laughs) Yes, no. Um, As of june 22nd this year 2020 um if anyone's watching this in a later year um, if
0: anyone's watching this in a later year let us know how let us know how this plays out
1: (laughs) um um yes apple announced apple silicon um which is their sort of um replacement for the intel chips they've been using in um the macbook um mac computers Your iPhone and your iPad have already technically been using Apple's silicon. It just hasn't been under that name. Um, And also the technical name for this move and transition is a change in architecture. Um, And the boring technical terms are that we're moving from x86 um, to ARM.
0: So this is the part where I'm going to sound like any fictional expositional aid character in any TV show ever, but uh, English,
1: please. Yes, of course. By architecture, we're talking about the way the processor... Um, in your device works. The processor, um, also known as the CPU, Ooh-hoo. is the main thing in your computer or mobile device that makes it not think, but be able to do the math that it requires to like look so nice for you. X86 is the name of the instruction language um, that uh, Intel chips are using. And an instruction set is simply a list of things you can tell a CPU to do at the very base level. Um, before you touch machine code, uh, like binary, and no one wants to read that.
0: Okay, so how is ARM different, and why would Apple be making a transition like this?
1: Right, so ARM is still a type of instruction set. It's what's known as a RISC architecture. That's a reduced instruction set um, architecture, Um, meaning that um, if Intel chips have instructions that say, hey, um, if you see the color blue, this is exactly what it looks like instead of having to process it. Mm-hmm. Um, ARM chips just have less of those, um, basically. Um, and as a result, um, ARM chips are known to be more power efficient just because they do less.
0: And I'm assuming that's at least on paper one of Apple's reasons for pushing this. They're like saying that it's going to be more efficient or something like that.
1: Yes, so one of their arguments is very much power efficiency. You've seen this in their phones, every new release of an iPhone has a newer version of Apple's like little processor for it, um, and each one gives you better performance and better battery life because that's just how technology improves. So, so Apple wants to bring that concept to um, the MacBook and of course, by extension, the iMac and Apple's desktop offerings. Um, other things that translate for efficiency are heat. Um, so if you're not worried about your electric bill, maybe you're worried about the amount of heat your computer's making in the first place, as an example.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure plenty of people who use MacBooks are, considering the fact that those things get so, so, so hot. Um, which is both a concern if you're trying not to burn your own skin off, and also a concern when it comes to things like, you know, the not- the notorious thermal throttling issues that they have.
1: Um, and regarding those MacBooks... Um, from uh, from a Linus Tech Tips video that we watched earlier, Me and Art, um, Mr. Tech Tips, they... our Lord and Savior. <laughs> oh, that's a great guy, great guy. You know, you know where you know where to find him, right? <laughs> He's at LTTstore.com.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we I can't believe we've gone from Mr. Tech Tips we want you on our show very badly to Mr. Tech Tips we will plug your store um until you until you feel the need to give us retribution by coming onto this show. We'll also take Rally and cool it, it's fine. But yes, go on, dude.
1: Of course. Um, They found that um, Apple's cooling solution in their latest MacBook Airs, again, as of 2020, um, was wildly inadequate for no real reason. With usage of a thermal pad to properly bridge the connector between all of the things making heat um, and the actual heatsink it was connected to, so, like, the the, the bottom of the MacBook that's made of aluminum... um, Kind of fixed most of the problem. Yeah. um Additionally, the the fan that like connects to the heatsink wasn't connected to the heatsink, at least not directly. So, genuinely, none of it made sense from like a like a thermal engineering perspective. Not that I'm a thermal engineer, but
0: and, and the reason we're bringing this up is because we're about to mention a theory that uh Linus himself said in the video and. Like, I also independently thought of it while watching the video, but I just don't want it to be like, oh, you, you got that from someone, so we'll say it. We'll acknowledge the fact that he's the one who said it. Um, it would maybe be completely fair to believe that Apple has been purposely sandbagging the performance of the Intel Max, um, so that when they release the ARM-based Max, they can basically just be like, look, look at how much like, cooler and faster and better
1: it is. While they're literally choking the Intel chip with heat, which makes it run slower and hotter all at the same time.
0: Yeah. It's not the chip's fault. It's something on Apple's end, whether it be malicious or just them having to, like, engineer things in less than ideal ways because of how thin they want their computers to be for some reason. But yeah. Um, but still, even throwing out all of, like, the, the conspiracy theories about whether Apple is or isn't doing this uh for profit, though they're probably doing this for profit, um... You just heard us talk about how this is going to be technically great for, like, power efficiency and battery life and heat concerns. Um, So you might be thinking that this is a good thing. But we're talking about this on this podcast, which means that you know that if we're talking about it, it's definitely not. And we're going to explain why it isn't. Um, First, in the interest of full disclosure, this is not the first time that there has been an architecture change like this, right, Jade?
1: No. Um, Apple's done this before um, back in 2006 I believe it was um, where they switched from PowerPC chips which you probably haven't heard of honestly if you're from the years of 95 on Um, you probably wouldn't have heard of PowerPC cheers Um, um, but they did move from PowerPC to Intel Um, at the time um, just like it is now um, Intel chips were not more powerful They were only a bit more efficient. And Apple did see that the market was swinging that way. And the parallel that ARM chips are actually slower than x86 ones, meaning Intel. x86 remains faster. It's one of the reasons that they're still so prevalent in use in desktops and laptops today. Because they're just better for productivity. Um,
0: Also, uh, the market isn't swinging that way in this case. Apple is literally blazing a trail. (laughs) um that frankly is not ready to be blazed but we will we will get to that we will get to that later
1: but yes getting back to it during that transition apple promised support uh for power pc computers for a number of years so they wouldn't be complete garbage
0: which is very very vague just putting that out there immediately
1: of course um as well as pr- um providing a piece of software called rosetta uh, named after the rosetta stone of course um, which was meant to translate PowerPC code um, into, into things that could work on an Intel chip, an x86 chip. You know, this way, people who are switching to the newer architecture still get to use the applications they know and love, um, and, you know, it'd be, it'd be painless. Um, however, by years, they didn't really mean many was the problem. Rosetta was only supported for five years. Um, support was dropped for it by 2011, and actual OS-level support for PowerPC PC. Chips um was ended in two thousand and nine for OS X Snow Leopard, so you get around three years of your hardware working.
0: Yeah, at that point it's obsolete and it's basically just like well time to upgrade.
1: Yeah, and now you can probably see the parallel. Um, so Intel Macs are are kind of worthless now. They're only going to be supported for if if following history three years. Um. And then they're kind of cut off. They'll only be useful as long as Apple still wants to provide security patches, which is doubtful for a platform they can't make money on anymore. Um, and also, they, they are providing Rosetta 2 so that you can run Intel x86 code. I keep saying Intel just for the layman. Um, mm-hmm. But x86 code on ARM chips, um, Apple Silicon. But Rosetta 2 has no promises of lasting any longer than the first one
0: it's not going to be a a permanent fix and you're still basically stuck having to upgrade whenever Apple decides that they don't want to bother anymore.
1: Yeah. And you're also hoping that Rosetta 2 doesn't have a huge performance impact, which by the way, converting like a code base for a different architecture to yours on the fly and also running on slower Silicon in the first place, because arm is just not as fast, no matter how much money uh Apple wants to throw at it, at least yet. Um, I can't imagine things you're using from your old Macs will run just as fast as they will on the new ones, at least for a while.
0: Yeah, well, which I'm sure is kind of another sort of, like, upgrading incentive, because if there's anything that will, like, sort of make people think that they have to upgrade, it's perceiving something to be running slowly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Apple also announced um, that in their latest version of macOS, Big Sur. I, which, I which hate killing... it. <laughs> I
0: hate it so much.
1: That's better than the little, sir, or medium, sir.
0: It's, 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 yeah. it's, I'm not going to spend too much time being annoying and Hispanic on this podcast, but everything on the West Coast is just, they took the Spanish name and they said, we're going to pronounce it wrong. And that sign can't stop me because I can't read. And now we're here. Big sir. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go on. <laughs>
1: Well, now I get the opportunity to say I bite my thumb at you, Big Sur. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. <sighs> um, uh, but yes, Apple did announce in macOS Big Sur um, that for devices that will be running Apple Silicon, iPad and iOS apps um, will be running on Macs running Big Sur um, with no modifications if they're running Apple Silicon.
0: Which is uh concerning. No, it's just, it's
1: concerning. It's concerning that Apple is starting to blur the lines between the traditional desktop computer and, like, their mobile devices.
0: I mean, because, the, 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 like, they already, the, the sort of, it just sort of gets weirder and weirder for Apple. They, they they turned the iPad into, like, a serious product as opposed to just, like, an oversized phone. Um, uh, They decided we want to seriously go in on the tablet market, and then they realized that, like, iOS was too nerfed to be... Used in like a real like power user sense, so they made iPad OS because everyone was ask, asking for Mac OS on iPad. and so instead of making Mac OS on iPad, they made iPad OS. So now you have iOS and iPad OS, which are basically the same thing, but like just with like iPad OS just has some slight tweaks. Um, and then you have their desktop OS, except you don't anymore under this this this, this new idea.
1: Yeah, it is a little concerning. Um as you've mentioned in a previous episode. Um when switching to like macOS Catalina, Apple removed the ability to run like unauthorized applications or what what is it unsigned applications? Well, yeah, it? no,
0: so it's it's um verified, I think is what they use. I'm, I'm pretty sure.
1: Okay. Um just think about it real quickly. If we were, if we're getting to the point where Macs can only download things from the App Store and well, iPad, iOS App Store, whatever you want to call that.
0: they no, no. They're, they're they're both the App Store. It's just like the idea that like, so basically like, if an app on the App Store is now expected to be for iPhone and i like iPad and Mac like like you're hitting a point where it it like 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 you can you can't end up in in what you just proposed which is the idea that like Macs are now only expected to run apps that are on the App Store which given the fact given the episode that we literally just did on Apple's App Store and Apple's monopolistic practices in regards to the App Store this is just them growing that monopoly
1: yeah um and for other concerns, from a development point of view, um, sure, you have an application that works on all three of them. If you're a developer, you want to target as many things at once as possible. And odds are you are going to focus on the mobile side of things because it's not easier, but it's what more people have now. Yeah. And if you're focusing on the mobile side of things, the desktop experience will suffer.
0: Absolutely. Um, And I think... I don't know. I think maybe Apple would argue, um, would like to argue that they're making it like easier for developers because right now, like, if you want to make like, like, I think developers have to like make completely separate apps in order to have like an app that is available on Mac and then on iPad and then on iPhone. Like they like, like they have to make completely separate apps. Um, and I guess Apple could like wants, might want to argue that they're making it easier for developers because now you only have to make one app, but it's like, yeah you only have to like make one app in terms of code or whatever but like what's that like user what's that user experience going to look like on three radically different devices
1: additionally um since apple's going to be the only company pushing out computers that run on like arm and other computers simply don't really like uh, Windows had their little attempts at windows on arm before it's always been a little awkward
0: well the thing, the thing is windows on arm i think is the proof that as i said earlier this is a trail that is not ready to be blazed like we, to- we talked um when we were doing the planning for this episode we talked about like the surface pro x and the real problem with the surface pro x which was like an arm surface um surface tablet um is the fact that the application support just isn't there. So even if you have this, like, cool piece of tech, you can't run anything on it. Um, and Apple seems to think that it's just going to be able to, like, strong-arm developers into, like, suddenly adap- uh, like adopting ARM. But when most of... And I think this is what you were getting at. Like, when most of the market isn't...
1: Like... Yeah. It's it's going to put a strain on a lot of people.
0: A lot of apps are just going to get left in the dust.
1: Probably. Um, I imagine Adobe wouldn't have too many problems because they have the kind of money and resources for it, but also we have seen Adobe trying to bring, like, Photoshop to all devices. Well, no, yeah, like,
0: I was literally just about to be like, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna tell me that, like, Adobe isn't gonna have problems considering how catastrophically laughable their, like, release of Photoshop for iPad was.
1: Yeah. And hey, imagine that, that might be your only version of Photoshop yeah. at some point, Apple user. Um, Unless, of course, they make radical changes that, uh, you know, let it not suck so much, but uh, I don't see that coming um, if they want to develop for both uh, Apple devices and, like, the Windows market.
0: Yeah, no, because the problem is that, like, it is kind of, I think, people often overestimate how much market share Apple has. Um... Because of sort of like this, this, and I think this has to do with sort of like the cult of aesthetic that Apple has built around itself. Where like, if you're in a New York college, like I am, like everyone has a MacBook Pro or a MacBook Air. Like if you're, if you're like most of the people I know have iPhones and 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 things like that, and so you think that like Apple actually like has the whole market cornered, but like they don't, they 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 don't, um, and. The idea that developers are going to like switch to this like ridiculous new way that Apple wants to do things, um, when most people don't even use Apple devices, is laughable, to be honest.
1: So yes, if you want some hard numbers, uh, Windows is currently sitting at eighty-seven point six two percent market share. And even if I don't tell you how much Mac OS has, you already know it's a problem hearing that. Yeah, um, that's, that that's actually that's 9. worse than forty.
0: I Wait, Mac is
1: what? 9.4%. Yeah.
0: Jesus. Wait, what's the um, other Let's see what... Linux. Linux. L-
1: Linux at 2.4. Yeah. huh
0: That's that's bigger than I would have thought for Linux. Good for Linux.
1: Yeah. Uh as a as a proud Linux user, give it a shot. It's great. And free. And doesn't try to force you to do things when you don't want to. Anyway. <laughs> Linux asks consent before it fucks you. <laughs> It's like, are you sure are, you want to do this? Are you like, sure yeah. Linux
0: acts consent? Like, are you sure? The amount of computer issues I've seen you run, run into, I don't think that's consent, sweetheart.
1: For the millionth time, I in particular am running a very unstable distribution of my choice of Linux. Uh, that's not typical. It's because I want to live on the bleeding edge. And I, living here on the bleeding edge, say that Apple Silicon is not it.
0: And also from like a consumer perspective as a person who actually like buys and uses Apple products, the blurry line thing is deeply concerning to me too. Because while on one hand, like I guess it would be nice to not have to buy like the iPad version of an app and then go ahead and buy the iPhone version of the app and then go ahead and buy the Mac version of the app. Like it'd be nice to not have to pay for an app three times, I guess. As nice as that kind of sounds, um, I am deeply concerned about what that means for the future of like the Apple product lineup. Obviously for Apple users as like sort of laughable as it is for everyone else, like one of the big draws is like the Apple ecosystem and you can't see me, but I'm putting that in air quotes. Um, but the ecosystem kind of falls apart if it doesn't have a framework and I don't know what the future of iPads are going to be if Macs are running ARM now because if one of the things that people have been asking for in like nonstop is like a touchscreen Macbook and if they make a touchscreen Macbook that's running ARM they've just made an iPad. So like what 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 does the future of that even look like? And we don't know right now. It's completely uncertain. And this is this is sort of where I was at where I personally do resent Apple for this because the last thing I want is a company deciding when I have to upgrade my hardware because they've decided that they don't want to support the software side of it anymore. And the idea that stuff that I've spent thousands of dollars on could become worthless just because Apple says so does not sit right with me
1: at all. For for just one more like hardware concern, with more and more things in Apple devices being manufactured only by Apple, Um, It's starting to lead to a problem of repairability if something breaks You can only go through Apple if they're the only one who makes those chips if my Intel Processor blows out a fuse or just dies or explodes or anything like that I can buy a replacement on eBay for not that much money If I don't care about getting the same performance and if it's years later those chips will be so cheap um, and easy to swap but I can't imagine that that Apple would one make those parts easily available to the consumer to fix themselves or to not solder those chips to the motherboard because why not?
0: Yeah. It's very obvious that this is just another case of Apple basically being like, Oh, if we want it done, right. And I, again, heavy air quotes around that we have to do it ourselves. Um, except that what that really translates into is just them being control freaks.
1: Yeah. Um, and again, however, i mentioned it, in the last episode, I'll mention it one more time. There is such a precedence of Apple being control freaks that no one should trust that they're not gonna just do it again. Um, and for the people who are arguing that this is Apple pushing the market towards ARM. Apple pushing the market is precisely
0: the problem here. Um, even if we give them the most benevolent, like the mo- the, the biggest benefit of the doubt possible. Like, they genuinely think they're doing something, like, amazing for, like, the future of computing here. Just because they're doing it doesn't mean it's right.
1: And, of course, we've got some lovely examples being, again, Apple's incredibly wonderful thing called getting rid of the... You're my three and a half millimeter headphone jack. Sure, it's old technology. I personally like charging my phone and listening to music, but maybe that's just me.
0: Yeah, that was another decision made in the constant search for perfect aesthetic thinness. And really, at this point, like, how much more thin do you want the phone to be? Like, it's fine. Leave it alone. Stop taking away functionality.
1: I I agree with you. Um... And I think at least for thinness, we've kind of reached a standstill just because foldables are starting to become a thing. Yeah. Um, and, and Apple's kind of have to catch on. They caught on with widgets. It just took you forever to yep. catch on to this.
0: So yeah, that's um, the rundown on the breaking news that is Apple Silicon and why we think it's a terrible idea. Um, again, it's just when you're making a decision that is going to affect like, or that, that, that at least could very well affect like the future of tech as we know it, have the framework behind it to like actually make that decision don't just strong arm literally everyone around you into having to follow um and we will be discussing that kind of strong arming more in depth in our next episode where we talk about despite not being a majority of the market apple is in their own right a trailblazer and we've made very clear those trails aren't always blazed for good um in the meantime, if you're interested in hearing us argue about this more, because let's face it, we probably will. Um, this is half of our relationship at this point. Um, <laughs> you can come watch our after show. Uh, we are live, uh, as I said earlier, at Tech Thoughts Podcast um, on Instagram, uh, 8 p.m. ET every Friday. Um, or you can find us at our website, which is, once again, finally gay enough, and it is.
1: Ah, it's techthoughts.gay and I am never going to get sick of saying
0: that or hearing you say that, frankly.
1: If you're, it's, it's like, it's caveman speak. It's tech thoughts gay. <laughs> um.
0: Tech thoughts gay. <laughs> um. <laughs> See you guys there. Bye. Bye.